Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dungeon Crawler Network presents Tales of Tamriel. Good evening, Dungeon Crawlers. I am Jelos, and this is episode 100, and I don't even know of Tales of Tamriel. Somehow or another, I am back. I think Ark tricked me. It's Vile Sorcery. Vile, vile, vile sorcery. But I am joined by a very dear friend, Aloha. How are you, Aloha? I'm fine, thank you. Thank <laughs> you so much to have me on the show. <laughs> it's been a while. Um... I'm trying to remember the last... I know you came on the show back on, like, episode, like, 33, and then again yes, somewhere else. 100, something. 100? You, yes, we had a video of you on 100, and I could have swore you were on one more time before that. I'd have yeah. to look back. So, now you're back again on whatever episode we are on right now, of which I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's okay. It's a, episode, a mystery episode. Yeah, there, there we go. There we go. So... <laughs> Yeah, Ark is unfortunately not feeling all that well. Uh, so I said, hey, why don't I do a solo episode? No, that didn't obviously happen. Um, Aloha was like, you know what? Don't do a solo episode. I'm here, and I'm the coolest person in the world. So therefore, <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say the last part. She didn't say the last part. I'm just super so words. So, um, <laughs> She was kind yeah, enough to jump in. I think that to to do a solo show, it's so much effort, and it's you know you're talking a lot. Even if you're capable of doing, it's still such a massive time to talk alone, and it's better to have someone to answer to. I think. <laughs> yeah, so well, I, could I definitely not agree. Abandon you. Solo shows are very difficult, especially when you're trying to hit a certain time range to make it worthwhile of a podcast. You mm -hmm. tend to ramble on a little bit in order to make the show stretch out a little bit. You don't want like a five-minute show for an audio podcast, or what's the point of even putting it out in the first place? Indeed. I don't know. 
So, anyway, we were going to talk before this. Like, what have you been doing in Tamriel this week? Oh, I have I've been doing dungeons because that's almost what I'm doing lately. Um, I'm of course enjoying everything, but uh, when I play ESO, I like to play with other people. So, group dungeon seems to be the nice things to do, and there's always someone that kind of want to do something, and so. Um, proposing, oh, you want to do a dungeon, etc. And so yesterday I had um, someone who is watching my stream usually and that started the game recently, so he has a new character and such. And so we did some dungeon. First dungeon we did was a normal dungeon and we just like bram into it and we bram into the second one. So, okay, okay, now we will do a veteran one because. Because we need a little bit of challenge. There was me as a healer with my Templar that I have uh, respected in the Frost Witch. And, and so she has still healing spells, but not the normal one that other Templar are using. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to do like everyone else, so I'm doing my way. And there was a very good tank. And the other DPS, I do not know, it's also someone that's come on my stream. I do not know exactly how was his character is built. But we really had problem of DPS in the last boss and it was quite challenging suddenly to wow, this fight stay long. It was dire frost and we had this uh, last boss and she was not losing her life and we didn't know what to do, what we needed to do to make her lose her life. And I was trying my best to heal and DPS in the same time with my frost spells against a frost which I don't know if it works at all but whatever well we finished to do it and then we did banish itself to we thought it would be easy uh, no, no and we were too tired and this, this last boss it was just not and you had all the ads popping up and, and there was the tank followed by seven daedra and this boss was still 90% life and and <laughs> it was not too difficult so we give up. Also, I disconnected. The one time we were almost killing the boss, I disconnected. <laughs> and so we wiped, and after we attempted again, and it was not going fine, and so we just dropped it. So that's my week. I was watching that stream, and I was like, in chat, because like, <laughs> I wasn't sleeping. And I log on, and there's a Lois. I'm like, I'm going to watch her stream. And I'm like laying in bed with my phone going, pull the Daedra to the boss. <laughs> uh, it, it was an entertaining one because I, I swear at a certain time, like her, your, your net died and I thought it was my net and I'm like trying to reconnect a bunch of times. Mm. Um, but a few times it kicked me off earlier and I came back in like 10 minutes later and I swear it was the same fight going on. I was like, I don't, I don't know how she's doing it. She's like trying to heal everyone. They're all, their lives going down. She's healing, and then like, she gets the danger runes, has to run away, and everyone dips really low. And somehow she manages to get them all back up. <laughs> and then That's like the power of press of life. <laughs> I know you were saying like you had um, lower DPS because they just it, the the boss's health was pretty much at like full the entire time. And I think you were, like, the only one DPSing the actual orbs as they were coming near you because the DPS were off, I don't know, hitting the danger with feather pillows, it looked like. It was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I really tried to help the, the team. But the, the thing is that 
uh, and we see that nicely in one terminal. And, and this is something I've discussed in the Alit cast uh, last week. We need more difficulties, different style of difficulty, because you have the normal mode for the casual player or the new player that have no gear or no, no, not much experience. Nothing wrong with that, of course. And that's super easy. For mm -hmm. an average player, it's too easy. For good players, <laughs> it's just like it's free, free loot. <laughs> free loot indeed. In, in, in free loot in five minutes. So uh, that mode is one. And then you have the veteran mode, which for me it's the good mode for me uh, when I'm in in a group with person of around my um, my level. But then you need something in between the normal and the veteran, and something higher than the veteran for the Delta Fengrish Cypher kind of person that know everything about the game and need a real challenge. And so, for difficulty will be better, or difficulty slider, or way to progress in difficulty, or something. Um, well, both you and I, I, I know not so much you at this point, but both we've been playing legion at least when it first came out and their dungeon like um the way they set up their dungeons they have the normal difficulty they have a heroic difficulty and then they have a mythic so you get your three levels of difficulty but then they also have the mythic keystones which you mm -hmm. the difficulty goes up and up and up and uh, i think something like that would be amazing in this yeah. type of game because it does provide those levels of difficulty that the higher end players could be going for the you know, mythic plus. I'm using wow terms here because I don't know what they'd call it here, but you know, the the plus dungeons to make it more yes. and more difficult. Yeah, it will be it will be perfect because uh, in ESO and more than in any other game, there is such difference in in um, skill between players, uh, and it's there's first the, the the abilities to play the game with your fingers. Mm -hmm. Because some some person are more clumsy than other, you have the knowledge of the game, having the right build, the right uh, gear, etc. You have also the efficiency of your gear to have a gold one instead of a green one, and then you have uh, you know to say uh, animation cancellation, you know all those little plus that the very very good players can do, and so you have a newbie players and uh, expert players they will pull out such a different sort of dps and and so much more than in a game like world of warcraft or like any other game and and so this disparity between players can cause problems that's why you have some elitist players that make groups they require you to have that number of champion points or they don't want to see your face in their group and you have the newbie players that are a bit like oh but this is impossible i cannot do this boss this game is too difficult nerf 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 mm -hmm. so now and this is this is something i actually just thought about and, and I know you were kind of worried before we started the show because we were talking before this, like, we're going to blow everything. Well, I told you, I can always figure stuff up to talk about. <laughs> Something that kind of bothers me, and I never really realized it bothered me until right now. We have our set difficulties within ESO, all right? But you know, like, the major competing factor within ESO for Trials and, and, and the Dragonstar Arena and Maelstrom Arena are the leaderboard doing it in the fastest time mm -hmm. i don't know about you but i find more enjoyment 
over the mythic keystone in WoW because as the number goes up, it gets more difficult. I like how, and it has a time factor a little bit to add to like a score, like to make sure that you can progress. But do you like doing the same difficulty and seeing if you can do it faster and faster? Or would you like to rather have as a term of, of, of competing, having the difficulty go up and up and up Oh me, yeah, that's easy. I <laughs> anyone that knows me know I don't like to hurry. I don't like you know. So now I don't like a rush run mm-hmm. because it forces you to pull out the best DPS possible. Mm-hmm. While you can handle difficulty in different way, like this this banished cell boss. If we had managed to do it, it would have maybe take thirty minutes or forty minutes to beat the boss but we will have done it because we and and this happened on many other occasions just not yesterday but because your ability of surviving or lasting of resurrecting the fallen and it's still going on it's also a way of managing the difficulty it's different but it's nice too while when you have the speed run it forced players to emphasize everything on DPS. And DPS is only one way of playing the games. Not everyone enjoys to pull out the maximum of DPS because there is no limit. You can always do better. Uh, I don't like it. I don't mind DPS if I can just <laughs> nicely laid back DPS. I don't want to start to min max and be like... Uh, uh, that just annoys me. Right. But I enjoy to to survive and run around and rest the dead and heal fast or stuff like that. Right. And, and I mean, this game really lends itself to that with the different gear sets. The the fact that you can grab all these different skill lines and make a deck of of skills that you can play. Um, For instance, I know a lot of people doing Vet, Maelstrom, Marine, especially as a stamina DPS of some type. There are more optimized gear you can get to pull out higher numbers, like Twiceborn Star, Night Mother's Gaze, Hundings, that will pull out higher DPS numbers than Vicious Ophidian. But Vicious Ophidian, with the stamina return and some of the set bonuses you get, is almost, especially if you're having trouble with Maelstrom Arena, is a way of giving you that boost, that extra survivability, that extra resource regeneration to allow you to push forward. And I don't know, I, I kind of like the whole idea of, like, like in, even in Warcraft, what mythic level are you up to right now? Well, I'm a mythic 7. Like, that's how, you know, I'm, I was able to do mythic difficulty, then plus 7, where they add all these different things to make it harder. Like, you know, a constant aura of, like, minor defile where you're 30% extra, less healing. There's a lot of stuff you could do with dungeons to make them more difficult to not make it a speed run because yeah it's like you know great i finished master marina i'm number one i did it in 10 minutes you know Mm, great all right awesome i'd rather see a number go up because you know we're people we like despite what people say they like math and seeing that higher number is something people shoot for dps higher number they like that um so i would love to see more dungeon difficulties and acquiring you know that middle tier to make you something between the veterans and the normals which are way easy and veterans are way hard comparatively to each other and then being able to take the veterans even further by intentionally going in going okay i'm going to do a veteran plus one which now makes all the monsters have 30 percent more health do more damage 
mm. whatever you could do to make it more difficult so it it wasn't so much a speed run as I have to survive as I get harder and harder difficulty. Yeah. They could either do that for all dungeon that we have already right now. Or they could do like Guild Wars 2 did. And this is something I repeat so often because I really like the way they did the fractals. Mm. And where you have this... Um, and yeah... So you could do Pocket of Oblivion, and it will be small little dungeon mm-hmm. that you could do, and then you could have a, like the fractals, random dungeons that pop out. You do it, you finish it, then you can do the next set, and it will be harder, and you can climb up in the difficulty like this as well. And I think that this principle that you have in different games, you have that also in Diablo, which is not an MMORPG, but you have this system in Diablo, you have this system in Guild Wars 2, now in World of Warcraft. There's you have of that game system that... in the game that you've been playing a lot of, Final Fantasy XIV as well. It's called Palace of the Dead. Oh, I did that today. <laughs> <laughs> Completely random, which is actually kind of neat, because when you go into this dungeon, you go in, you have to clear these different floors, and despite what some people say about Palace of the Dead, the concept is really neat. It's, um, it's a Diablo-esque dungeon crawler where you get put in, you have to clear a floor, and then advance to a next floor, but every floor is randomized. Within lore, you could do that like you said. They could design pockets of oblivion. I don't know. They designed small little maps, 20 of them, whatever, and then you randomize them when you jump in, going, okay, you're getting pocket 1, 7, 4, and 21, Mm-hmm. So you don't know what, you know, you you can't really speed run them in that case because you don't know what the next floor is going to be. Yeah. Yeah, and, it, and they could make it also, what I enjoy in Fractal is that every one were very different. You had different mechanics and different stuff going on mm-hmm. and some, some sort of mini game even. You could really enjoy something like that and make it. Yeah very nice and fun uh, little dungeon that are a little bit more original than the classical dungeon and still allow the players to progress and still face more and more difficulty because I believe that a lot of players will enjoy it will be perfect because the casual players will enjoy to do them just for the variety of it for the loot whatever they will not maybe go very high but they can still enjoy it and then you have your those elitist player hardcore players they could really compete and go the furthest possible and it will be endless you know you talked about fractals and one of my favorite fractals is uh and I was just thinking about how could they implement it in ESL. The I can't remember what it's called, but it's the one with the hammer that you have to carry up the Titan. Oh yes, but I you remember can't that. Hold, on you have to dedicate one player to holding the hammer, but you can't hold it all the time, or it eventually kills you. They could do that with like the Wabajack, and as a player's holding it, they slowly go insane. So you have to fall oh, back yeah. and forth. There's so many things they could do with this system. That right. would really be cool. I really. Really wish that they do something like that. Pocket of Oblivion. That would really be cool. And the nice part about Oblivion, and I think I said this before when we talked about arenas and battlegrounds and stuff like that, how I they could utilize Oblivion and take artistic license with it. Because I don't know about you, but I love the lore of Elder Scrolls. And for them to change the landscape of Tamriel that we know so well to fit a 
meta battle, like a capture the flag or something, would really annoy me because it's like that's not the way that the Colovian Highlands look, right? Like, <laughs> there's that's just not the way they look, and I don't like that you change that. Um, but with Oblivion, you have license to do with whatever you want because it's exactly. constantly flux and changing, and who knows? So, um, yeah, yeah. I've been playing a little bit of ESO this week, and I've been playing with Robot Dancer lately. She was actually going to come on the show, but unfortunately, we I missed her, and trying to get a time together to do all this, so then Aloha bailed me out. Um, <laughs> but we were running and doing dailies and doing a little bit of questing in Malibol Tour, and doing, of course, the Witches Festival to finish that off and that was really really cool um so she she's been keeping me company the past few nights in eso which is awesome um I, and i actually ran a dungeon with uh nerdman and linway again which are two of my favorite people in the game they were actually the first people to get help me get a clear on veteran white gold tower and veteran icp before the nerfs happened so i was really excited about that and uh, she's like, hey, do you want to come on? Do you have a tank set, right? And I was like, oh, sort of. Because I have that play build that I've been playing with, which is a two-handed Templar tank. Um, it, uses, uh, the, it uses the undaunted, um, what is it, the inner fire for a taunt. Because two-handed don't have, doesn't have a taunt. But mm-hmm. uh, you can use the undaunted one. And it focuses on damage shield, so I'm a Templar. So I can stack damage shields with Blazing Shield and Brawler with from the two-handed cleave lines. So yeah, yeah. I just, I can't die on that build. Like, it's insane. I, it is funny because this is a little bit how I play my, my Nord tank. <laughs> yeah. Which is 39, so it's low level. It's a 9 blade with 200. I also have a shield, a second weapon. But... And most of the time, because it's not really needed, I'm only doing normal dungeon. Most of the time, being with my two-hander and rolling and cleaving and. <laughs> hey, I, I, I do that exact same thing, and I've done veteran dungeons with this thing. Okay, like I've. It's not like I just play around with it. It gives, you can, you it, it gives me it. hope, but I'm still in medium armor for now, so maybe oh. I will have to step up. <laughs> um, I use heavy armor. I use armor master, and then I put the. Um, elude from the medium armor on so it gives you 30 seconds of uh, the dodge buff the 18% chance to miss mm-hmm. or dodge so it, it's just like his bark but whenever you activate it it gives you like how much does it give like 15k resistances I am resistance capped on a two handed uh, tank I don't even need a shield and I'm already at resistance cap nice. so yeah it's a lot of fun um arc when we first did he's like you should at least put a sword and shield on your back bar because that's what some people do i'm like no i don't want to do anything anyone else is doing okay we're doing nice. two two-handers <laughs> they both have different bars one's my um tank bar which is brawler and blazing shield like they both have blazing shield on them but one has brawler the other one has and vigor and stuff the other one has um the Templar ability rune focus, channeled focus, which restores your magicka. So that's the bar I pop that down, pop it, 
so I get Magicka back so I can keep Blazing Shield going. And, uh, yeah, so I've been having a lot of fun with that build, so I ran that. But That's nice. Yeah. I see that we have the same mindset when it comes to create our build and character. Fuck the meta. <laughs> yeah, screw it. I didn't want to do it. I'm like, nope, I'm doing it this way. And I've run quite a few dungeons. I've done Veteran White Gold Tower and, no, just White Gold Tower. I didn't do ICP with it yet. Mostly because I can't find anyone who wants to do ICP. Because <laughs> um, it's so long. I like long dungeons, but people who just want the reward want to get in and get out very quickly. So Yeah. It's, this is a little bit sad because... Well, I understand, but what's the point of playing? Once they have the rewards, they, they do what after that? Mm-hmm. Because for me, the main purpose is to do the to enjoy the dungeon so right. I'm, I'm enjoying the dungeon i don't really care about the gear i got in it because what i wanted to do was to do the dungeon mm-hmm. absolutely all right sure. well that was pretty much all i did so we should probably talk about news which is what we're here to talk about now first off uh last monday i think it was we had a maintenance that hit and when it hit it actually caused a couple problems. First off, well, it um, Gina went to the forums and said that after yesterday's PC maintenance concluded, we ran into an issue where gathering plundered skulls for the Witches Festival event was not, you know, adding to your progress toward all plunder skull related activities, including the skull plunder skull enthusiast, plunder skull aficionado, plunder skull fanatic, which is the what ten, fifty, hundred. Uh, skulls um they're gonna make an they were gonna make an effort to do a hot fix that day but found that hot fix needed to be included in the next pc incremental patch which was then scheduled for monday october 31st so for a week they haven't been able to increase your um plundered skull rate however they did increase this was supposed to end actually today but they gave us an extra week right aloha mm-hmm Yes. Um, I think it's, yeah. It's now going to end November 8th for PC and Mac, which is Tuesday, November 8th at 9 a.m. when they do their reset or whatever it is. So uh, you have an extra week of double experience or whatever. I think it's double experience when you're under the skeleton effect and you can collect more plundered skulls. Yeah, I know. I should enjoy it's more, but I'm tired of looking like a skeleton, so I've dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stupid. I'm so vain. <laughs> I enjoy the skeleton only when I play on my Khajiit, because I have a skeleton, a Khajiit skeleton. And okay. that's fun. But the when I'm on my female character and I'm looking like a stupid human skeleton, nah, it's not fun. So I'm not, I'm not using it. Looking good's <laughs> half the battle, right? Right. Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying more the new masks I have uh, sold in the current store, which is the Khajiit mask and the old mask. I find it kind of fun. I made up a costume that fits. And mm. so um, I'm I'm playing the Witch Festival in my own way. It's <laughs> the experience. <laughs> the Ice Witch Khajiit, that's what she is. I don't I don't know how you uh how you managed to pull that off if you're a Khajiit from elsewhere because that's a desert, so not a lot of frost out that way. Because that's a Breton, actually. But oh, she has Breton? a Khajiit okay. mask. Khajiit that one is a Breton. My Khajiit okay. is a Dragon Knight Archer. Okay, alright. <laughs> it was so convincing that I thought it was just a Khajiit. 
Yeah, I know. A lot of people say, say, hey, look, I don't have a tail, okay? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not a Khajiit. Khajiit have the tail. Every, I guess at that point, I, I feel like I've failed because I haven't been checking out your Khajiit's butt. It's, you know, too gentlemanly, <laughs> I guess, because I haven't been looking. Yes. I just saw <laughs> the face. I'm like, hey, it's a Khajiit. And I never once looked at the Tukas. That's a problem. <laughs> this Monday, we had another patch which caused... An issue while fixing these skulls, it caused some issues mostly on the EU mega server more than on the North American. Uh, but um, the community manager Kai came on the forums and acknowledged that they're investigating the region or the reasons for the regional crashes um, for when they released this hotfix. It was actually causing people to crash out and roll back. 10 15 minutes at a time to where they were at the pretty much at the last incremental save for the database so whatever they have their database set at to save progress which might be you know um i don't know how long that's that's internal to them but it was rolling back every 15 minutes or so and uh reddit (laughs) obviously was complaining about that and uh, i guess after they took the servers down and it was quite a while, too. I think it was like four hours of being down on Monday. Because it didn't come back up. Let's see. Servers went down at 9.47 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time and did not come back up until almost 2 in the afternoon. So that was quite a quite a length of time there. I know a lot, a lot of people complain about all the maintenance that we had lately, but... You know, better to have maintenance than to still continue to have bugs and such. Right. So. Well, and, and this maintenance was not intended. It was whatever they released in their after their maintenance period that was causing the rollbacks is why they had to take the servers back down. They released a little incremental patch, which we will talk about here in just a few minutes. But when that patch came out, it was causing some other issues, especially on the EU server. I didn't hear much on the North American side. I, I don't know if it was specifically with EU, but uh, that, that kind of sucks. Because I think uh, at that time, it was almost their prime time, wasn't it? The prime, prime time. Prime time play. Nine in the morning, six hours. What is that? Like three in the afternoon. So it's getting close no, to no. play time for That's them. not the prime time. That's not the prime That's time. The prime time, time, it's around eight well, that's prime time around here, but people are getting off work, I'm assuming. You know, people mm-hmm. are not, you know, more people would be logging on around in the afternoon than in the morning. At least that's how it is here in the States. You're here too. Yeah. Hmm. Well, with that uh, kind of troublesome patch, we had a incremental patch, which was ESO patch 2.6.7, which hit both mega servers. Um, even though it did cause some rollbacks. This was an incremental patch that did fix a few issues surrounding itemization, dungeons, dark anchors, as well as fixing an issue where undaunted Delve Daily Quest were not cycling properly. Um, That's nice. Yeah, I got the same Delve like four days in a row. That was a a problem that every week I say, did I have fixed this? I was getting the the pledge say, mm, still the same. Okay, so I've not fixed it yet. Never mind. <laughs> so it's nice that I've done because it was a nice ID and it was not enjoyable because it was always the same quest. Right. 
some of the itemization <laughs> that was fixed is the Lord Warden's mask in Imperial City Prison, which is kind of odd because I'm surprised anyone even found this bug because I didn't know anyone still does Imperial City Prison. But it was dropping the incorrect set items. So now you will receive the proper set items from the dungeon's final boss. As well as they fixed an issue where the uh, Lord Warden's Dusk monster mask was dropping in blue quality on Veteran when it was intended to be purple. I don't know about you, but I have tons of purple upgrade materials. But for people who don't, that might have been kind of a pain in the bum since you you should have got a purple. Yeah, especially that Lord Warden's probably one of the hardest fights in uh, in the game, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I haven't at done least the, in veteran. I haven't done the Shadows of the Hiss dungeons yet, but he was very difficult, and he's so much it's, fun to do. It's more difficult than the Shadow of the Hiss dungeon. Oh, is it really? In, in my opinion, oh. yes. The Shadow of the Hiss dungeon are really, really fun. I really like uh, the the way they are. Yeah, the strategy you have to use and such. It's fun. But Lord Warden, it's such a pain. And it is fun because I remember when I did it on the test server, I did not do the proper uh, strategy. Um, because it, it does an explosion. You know, when you fly, mm-hmm. make an explosion. I was healing through. Because you they say, oh, we need to... Yes, I was healing through that one. And it was working, or sometimes someone was dying, but it was working. I never knew you had to pass through those things. But when you do veteran, you, can, you cannot heal through. So. Yeah, oh, you were doing it on normal. I'm sitting there going, oh my goodness, how are people surviving that? Because that was almost an instant if you didn't get sucked through the shadow, uh, the shadow mm. realm. That was like a truck. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was really surprised because... That's something that I really like uh, is when you discover a boss and you do not know what it's doing, you have to figure out mm, what it's doing. So that's why I like to test the new dungeon on PTS because no one knows and you have to discover and you arrive to a fight like an idiot and and you say, no, this is not working, the blocking doesn't work, healing doesn't work, we should do something here, what's the mechanism? You have to understand it. And when you discover it, it's very fun. If the boss is too easy, then you can can skip it without real, realizing that there was something that needed to be done. I don't know if you noticed. Oh, there she goes again. Oh, she's being so sweet huh. right now. <laughs> my cat's being frisky on the on the stream. So gently caressing my face. Just like, yes. ah. Ain't that right? She's like... I'm going to lower... Oh, there she goes again. I'm going to lower the camera here. So people can see. Ah, no, don't move. Ah, she moved because I moved the camera. She's like laying her head <laughs> up against me. You're Maybe she sweet. was your wife in a different life. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Yeah, I guess if you believe in reincarnation, then there she is. My my wife in a different <laughs> life just reincarnated as a cat. I'm not really sure what hierarchy cats hit for reincarnation, but... It doesn't matter. That's not the the purpose. Maybe she just came to, I don't know, continue or sharing something or supporting you. Maybe her mission is just that. Well, she definitely does that. Don't you? see? Yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, then. So she's just like laying here (laughs) on my shoulder and just like, I'm just going to sit here. That's cool. All right. Well, we're going to continue with the show notes if you don't mind, Penelo. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. 
<laughs> She's like, okay, I, I accept this. All right. A uh, few other things I'll hit. This It's not a whole bunch, but one of the issues, it's not really even so much of an issue, but during the Witches Festival, I'm sure you guys all saw people dropping AoE like crazy on the uh, Dark Anchors. Well, they fixed it so that the monsters summoned from the Dark Anchors no longer take damage before they land. Um, they also fixed the Dread Flesh Colossus and the Dread Grievous Twilights. They will now drop loot where they were not dropping loot before. So, um, I know those seem kind of like, uh, is that really a big deal? But with Dark Anchors being such a, well, two things. Uh, the Fighters Guild quest now sending people out to do Dark Anchors every day as well as they being one of the best ways to get plundered skulls, people are doing them a lot. So, mm. Well, anyway, when you have an issue in these discoveries, you fix it, if possible. Absolutely. It doesn't matter if it's not a big deal or not. Well, that's what should happen. But Yeah, anyway, it will be a big deal for someone. That will make a post <laughs> right? about Somebody's it. Somebody's having <laughs> a problem. <laughs> so even if it's just uh, your hair clipping in your armor or something or someone made a reddit post because the um, wedding suit there was a problem with the legs or okay. the it, it's really minor detail it's just uh, just a little graphic glitch and and he's very pissed because it's his favorite costume and now it doesn't fit anymore for some reason <laughs> so he made a post about it but I can understand. It's it's a problem. It can be fixed. So, indeed. All right. Well, let's talk about the last little bit of news that we had this week, and it is the showcase for the Crown Store for October 26, which is all the Crown yes. stuff coming for this month. So I'm going to bring it up here on the video. If you are watching, if you are in podcast land, then you'll just have to deal with what our descriptions are, or go home and look it up yourself. All right. There we go. I see it on the stream. So we have a couple costumes coming up. First one being the Abba's Watch Turban. It's a very nice one. And in here we were talking about your Khajiit, who I never checked out her Tukus, and she's actually Breton. I thought, you know, hey, this might actually fit her Khajiit, and then it doesn't matter anyway because <laughs> she's not a Khajiit. So I, I kind of I, I like the turbans, and you know. They are, they are nice. And it's also changed a bit from, you know, from... Uh, I, what's nice with the ESO is that you have so many different cultures. So it's respect one kind of culture and can fit different sort of armor. You can have uh, the armor of the Abba watch and then put this uh, turban on the top. It's nice. Absolutely. And, you know, I'd describe it, it's blue, but with costume dyeing, it can be whatever color you really want. We have the Abba's Watch Turban that comes with a mask for those who wish to be a little sneaky. Now you can be. I, I like the mask, too. And, you know, is this something that you do? Because whenever I go into a, um, a specific area, I like to ride the mount that fits that area. Like, I was riding with a... Um, robot dancer in, in the dungeon crawler guild and uh we were in uh Bancorai, the southern half so it was kind of deserty so i got on a camel because it felt right just it just felt right yeah um, i'm not really doing that but i have each of my character have their own mount mm. their own style and so i'm separating the only thing i 
you change, it's the polar bear. It's not going in, in, in hot weather. It's not going in the desert. Every time I was in, in the Alakiro Bangor, I, I was uh, changing mount because it's poor polar bear. No. <laughs> but yeah, that's the only time I did. Poor bear's looking at you with its tongue hanging out, going, this isn't, this isn't for me. I want to go back <laughs> yeah. to the ice. A uh, new crafting motif is coming to the store, which is now they're adding the Thieves Guild. So it's actually been a while since they added the Thieves Guild in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's now being added to the Crown Store so you can get the book. I'm imagining it be about 5,000 crowns, which I should have mentioned that all these things are coming in on November 17th. Um, that's not every item, just those three that I mentioned already. Um, for those of you who like personalities, we have the thief personality coming up and that is that would be very nice do you have a thief uh, character i have a thief character which is my kajit and i also get every personality uh, it doesn't matter because i find it so cool to just change a bit the attitude of your character give it more i don't know mood or whatever yeah. one day it was stupid i don't know yes I did a Dire Frost dungeon with one of my characters, and I changed her costume just to fit it. So I redyed my costume, everything, so she was nice to do the dungeon. And then my teammate told me, oh, you're in pyjama. And so I decided that my character would be very offended, and I put the angry mood, and I did the dungeon in angry mood <laughs> just for that. And it was just a little thing, but it was fun. Nice, nice. If you have an Argonian, which I know my egg sister should have an Argonian. That's you, by the way. Uh, there are new yeah. Argonian, um, what are they called now? I have them up on the screen, but they are called the Lizard Rhinoceros Head Ornament. So you'll be able to get new facial accessories and ornaments. These are coming on November 23rd. So you can see them all nice and shiny on a Khajiit, or not a Khajiit, on an Argonian character. They're pretty ornate. Yeah, they're very... They're very nice because I've tried that on the PTS at some point and I uh, find them very well made. It fits the Argonian race and it's very different from anything else that you have. So they're, they're really cool. Nice. November 3rd comes in with the Alliance-themed ornaments. So when you buy these, this they are probably tied to whatever faction your character is. You buy it once. So you're not probably not buying all three of them. It's kind of like when you bought the Alliance uh horses or the dogs it's not all you don't have to buy it three times to get you know aldmari dominion daggerfall and ebonheart you buy it once and whatever faction your character is is what is available uh, yes and probably the uh, same with the race as well it's probably adapt to everyone mm-hmm. so it's so it's a nice system i think it is and and, and they kind of they kind of portray that a little bit in these pictures here because if you look, they're showing the Dominion Topaz circlet and uh, coronet, and they show it on a human and a Khajiit for one. But when you go to the other picture, they show it on an Argonian. So if your Argonian is happened to be, you know, Albemarle Dominion, which if you have the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, any race, any alliance, you can do that. Um, the Covenant Lion circlet and coronet. So you have these for. The Daggerfall Covenant. I kind of like that because I like the lion motif. It looks really, really neat. I really like that. And finally, the Ebonheart Pact, which is the Dragon Claw. I'm not 
not as big on this one. I think it's a little too much. Maybe oh, that's it's... just me. <laughs> There's certainly people that will make it look nice and yeah. with some costume and such. It looks a bit like the one day Drake care. The the lich Sir, helm Sir or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, that's what it reminded me of too. Maybe that's why I'm turned off by it. The wings on it kind of remind yeah. me of the helm of every lich you see in the game. So, uh, new hairstyles are coming in. Long wind or what? Long wind. Long wild locks are available, which uh, look kind of neat. As w and these are coming on the 23rd of November. Now this is one that I actually really like. It's the long uh, foregathered mane, and I think this will look amazing on my Khajiit. Yes, there's a character in the Thief's Guild, an uh, important Khajiit character that have this haircut. Oh, really? With like the little bangles that are hanging in his hair? Because that yeah. looks really cool. I, I don't remember his name, but it's one of the main characters of the Thief's Guild. Okay. Alliance-themed haircuts are now coming as well, and these are coming on the third with the uh, accessories. So we have warlocks and lizard locks for the Aldmari Dominion. Um, the female hair looks kind of neat with that extra braid in the back, like you can see it, like that 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 spider web um, of of braiding in the back. But I'm not real big on the male hair. I don't know if it does the same thing. They don't show the back of that. Maybe it's the same, but uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like that braiding is a little bit it's, more feminine in style. It's very elfish, I would say. Yeah, and I I don't know. I just feel like on a male character that the 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 back braid's not the problem. It's that that weaving that I just I don't know. I can't see my manly Nord wearing that. Like maybe yours no, would. maybe maybe not your mainly Nords, but you should not wear Almeri Dominion yeah, that's haircut true. anyway. But I've seen it this haircut on some NPCs that were elf, male elf, and it fits. It fits. Yeah, was, it would it was fit okay. on an elf. Mm. <laughs> we have the. Dominion lizard locks as well, which actually are kind of neat. I like the feather off the back, but uh, I mean, lizard locks, yep. right? Argonian. Daggerfall Covenant, we have the warlocks and the lizard plume showing the two different hair. Now, that kind of, I don't know, Romeo and Juliet ish style hair, kind of short to an extent, like short, long. I used to have hair like that length, not quite that wavy. And, of course, the feathers. Now, these feathers I really like for the uh, Argonian. Yeah, they're Espe cool. Especially if you can dye them or something. I don't know if you can because it's probably... No, you probably can't. It's probably tied to whatever scale colors your character has. So we'll determine what it looks like. Probably it's tied to the color you choose for your hair color. Mm, and yeah. I don't know what's what's fit for the... This is probably the feather color of the Argonian. So yes, you can basically change it if you want to spend the money for it. Right. The token. And then of course we have the Ebonheart Pact with the Battle Crest and the Lizard Battle Crest. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like a little mohawk that's kind of braided together. It looks kind of neat. I kind of like it. Well, 
What I really like is that if it follows the same principle than um, than the other uh, aliens things, mm-hmm. it's that you buy one haircut and it will change depending of your faction and the race of your character, mm-hmm. which is really really cool because then you have uh, you know changing haircuts. It's nice. You just buy once and it adapts differently on different person. So that's right. And then there is the Argonian one as well, which of course is still the feather motif that carried through all the other ones, but uh, in in a crest instead. Finally, we have Alliance theme markings. Almari Dominion, which we'll pull up here, kind of has a wood elf kind of mines a moria gate kind of thing going on there yes it's very elfish it is it, it it screams the elven people which might be a problem if you're from Evanheart pact i know this one was one of your favorite ones that we looked at right yeah that's the one i think is the nicest mm-hmm. i don't like the other one we have the Daggerfall Covenant, obviously you can see the lions on the chest markings, which are pretty neat, as well as you can see a little bit on the back if you look in the mirror. Um, I, I wasn't real impressed with this one either. I mean, it, it's clearly Daggerfall. There you go. And finally, the Ebonheart Pact one. Now this one, I didn't quite get it at first until you look in the mirror and you see the dragon on your on yeah. the back. That kind of swayed me. At first, I was trying to figure out, like, symbolism. I'm like, well, there's three triangles on the chest. Maybe they're trying to reference the tribunal, but it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And then Aloha's like, hey, look in the mirror. I'm like, oh, oh, dragon, oh. <laughs> and it's actually an awesome-looking dragon. It kind of reminds me of Alduin from uh, Skyrim. So that's actually really, really cool. Really, really I don't really cool. like the tattoo that are covering the world inking the whole body like that but this is really personal taste because I think it's nice to have done that mm-hmm. or just not using <laughs> but let's see that's just me <laughs> you know I, I like these tattoos and all that but I can't think of an armor set or even a costume maybe there is one that you could wear that would show them off like other the, than if you were like role playing or whatever and you actually had your shirt off actually I take that back some of the pirate costumes shirtless yes you have the pirate costume and you have the dark shaman costume okay there you go okay makes sense i i I forgot about the dark shaman um and there are a a couple more scantily clad female costumes to show off tattoos so you could you could get away with that so that is the crown store offerings for this month so we'll see them coming up in november all right, we're back to us again. Hey. Yeah. Uh, we have one last bit of news, which all of you probably already know, and where most of the co-hosts of this show actually are probably right now, since I was tricked into hosting this show. Um, Skyrim Special Edition came out. Yes, indeed. <laughs> it came out. Uh, it did come out. And uh, I know a lot of people are playing it right now. Some people are waiting a little bit because mod support is still not there yet. 
specifically for some of the bigger mods such as Skyrim uh, script extender SKSE that stuff is they're working on it and as of well when it came out they said it was gonna be a week or two until it was available so I know a lot of people were kind of like eh, I'll start later an interesting thing that I've heard and I have not been able to confirm so maybe someone in in uh, the podcast land can tell me on this one but if you mod your game it disables achievements from the Skyrim trophy, like the trophies from the Skyrim or from, from PlayStation and Xbox. You can't get trophies if you mod it uh, on the console, or Steam trophies if you mod it on PC. Huh. That's what I heard. I'm not really sure um, if that is 100% confirmed or not, but. If you're interested in collecting trophies, you may want to follow up on that before <laughs> before you take my word on it or anything like that. So, yeah, just make sure. But that's something I heard. So I know a lot of people play these games specifically for the trophies, you know, Steam trophies and PS4 trophies and Xbox trophies. They like that kind of stuff. Um, so make sure you follow up. It would really suck to be like, you know, 100, 200 hours in and not get any trophies because you modded your game. And now I have to redo yep. it. Yeah, indeed. Well, Loa, that's pretty much it. That's the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not playing Skyrim personally because I don't have the time and I prefer to play multiplayer games. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I'm very happy for everyone that enjoys, but that's about it. <laughs> Every year I pretty much have to play Skyrim again because, I mean, you've seen pictures of where I live. It's kind of, especially right now, Mm -hmm. it's very the Rift-esque with all the changing colors and everything like that. So every every year around this time, I jump back into Skyrim just because it's, I have to do it. Um, And I'll play it for a while. So it kind of is nice that, you know, I have it. And um, if you had it on PC... And already had all the DLC. You got it for free anyway. I already had all the DLC. Yeah. It was not a big deal. So I have it downloaded. It's installed. It's ready to go. I just need to sit down and and do it. But between you know stuff I'm doing for DCN and uh, hanging out with awesome people like Aloha, I just haven't <laughs> had a lot of time to sit down and play Skyrim. <sighs> yeah. You know? And, yeah. But, uh... At least uh, I'll make time for it. I won't make time for Oblivion, though. You'll never convince me, guys. I, I did get quite a bit of uh, messages after I said how much I hated Oblivion last last uh, episode I was on. Yeah, A lot of people were like, what? You hate Oblivion? Yeah, I do. I hate Oblivion. So I'm still, I still hate Oblivion. Sometimes it happens, and not everything can fit everyone, and that's just how it is. You know, to be accepted and respected. You know, you were saying how you like costumes and stuff because you like the way they look. I honestly think a lot of the reason why I don't like Oblivion is because of the stylized way they created the characters. I, I, I mean, I guess you could mod it, but I'm a, I'm a big purist, and I don't like modding my Skyrim game or my Elder Scrolls games because I don't want anything lore-breaking. Like, it kills me when I see people doing the better hair mods and stuff like that because I'm sitting there looking at it going... You're in Skyrim. There's no way they have hair products like that to allow you to do your hair that way, okay? It just doesn't happen. Yeah, or 
people that put the transformable dragon in Thomas the Little Train, or yeah. or they made their character like a Terra character. I've seen someone doing that in in Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Or anime character. Yeah, the anime characters. Yes, I've seen a lot of those. It just I can't. And the, <laughs> and the sad part is the Thomas the Tank Engine didn't bother me as much because I'm looking at it going, ah, that's funny. But when they break the 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 lore and the atmosphere of the game for something not incredibly ridiculous, like those better hair mods and the better body mods and stuff like that that make you look like an anime character, that bothers me more than the Thomas the Tank Engine. It just <laughs> does. <sighs> well, thank you, Aloha, for coming on. And uh, You're welcome. It was a pleasure, like usual. <laughs> thank you, everyone, who does happen to listen to this. I did not do a solo show, even though the voting was mostly positive for me to do a solo show. As of the time of this, it was you know like 80% of people said, go ahead and do a solo show. Some people said, wait a week. Well, now I think I satisfied both groups of people because I had a co-host, and it's Aloha, and she's amazing, so... <laughs> if you're going to complain, there's something mentally wrong with you, and you should get <laughs> I hope everyone enjoyed this episode of Tales of Tamriel. I'll be back next week for, hopefully, Ark, who will be still the lead host. He's not going to trick me again into this, but thank you so much, everyone. I hope everyone has a wonderful night. Take care. Bye-bye. A serpent lights the ancient sky and red of tea. Evil stirs and in its wake the souls of mortal sway and so
To the beauty of dawn